Welcome back to the Mouse Moment Podcast, sponsored by theseamazingplaces.com. This is show number 112 for the week of June 14th, 2010. And just before we move on, I wanted to say one thing, just a reminder that the Mouse Moment is simply just an extension of These Amazing Places. It's all about Disney and everything that we want to talk about with Disney. We've broken off our site, and that's what it is. So just a little fresher, because I don't really talk about that every time I say that. And this show happens to be a big Disney show, so that's why it's the Mouse Moment Podcast. So this is Adam, and here's Doug with what we're doing. Okay, everybody. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on in this thing. Uh, let's see. First of all, we're going to do some talking a little bit about the Main Street Electrical Parade and Summer Night Tastic. Uh, we're going to then take you out to the west coast and something i actually just watched on uh youtube here a little bit ago called the world of color and i won't even try to go into all that right now that's what we're going to do the show for and also our feature attraction will be snow white scary adventures and of course we've got audio we'll give you some other information and stuff on that and probably do a little bit of talking also about fantasy land where that's uh, at and all the changes that are going on over there so uh kind of hang hang with us here for a little while and hopefully we give you all some information that you can use as always you can check out our site at themousemoment.com and if you want to contact us there's a contact tab that has all of our information we're always adding new things Okay, so we're going to do a little bit of a Disney news, and Doug's got a whole list to talk about, and not to be deceiving, we didn't want to, at the beginning we announced we're going to do the show on the World of Color, what ended up happening is this week, World of Color was announced, and it started off for the first time, and it just so happened that we were like, holy cow, this is amazing, Doug saw it, he's got a lot of comments, so that's why we're talking about World of Color, so... We'll just start with your list and go with everything you got. Also, yeah, too, and Adam and I just discussed off mic here, the purpose really of this segment won't really be the travel segment per se, mm -hmm. but what we want to do is give you information. Uh, well, it's going to be within all the Disney parks, at least here in the continental United States, mm -hmm. and the reason is uh, that we can give you our travel reps number after, uh, after a little while here. And uh, we want to kind of load you up with the ammunition you need to make a decision on what parks you would like to go to. And I don't want to uh, have somebody plan by some things that we've said to go to Walt Disney World in Florida only to find out about something that's happening in Disneyland mm -hmm. and then think, wow, I wish I would have known that ahead of time. I would have gone there. So we're going to try to give you everything that we can, kind of package it up here and let you make your own decision. With that, here we go. Okay, we're going to start off with the Main Street Electrical Parade and Summer Night Tastic. These are going on in the Walt Disney World parks in Florida. Uh, let's see here. I'm just going to give you the dates right off, and uh, the dates will be June 6th, which is already uh, come and gone, and they will last through August 14th. Now, Disney, of course, can make up their minds, and, and those can stick around as long as they want. Could go by popular demand. Could be that they just say, nope, this is as long as it's going to last. We want to get rid of Nightastic since it was just a summer thing. Mm -hmm. We're going to bring wishes back. A lot of people love wishes, and right now... Uh, which is being replaced by that. Spectro Magic is also being replaced uh, by, by the some of these. Light. And mm -hmm. so a lot of people may want those back. And the reason Doug says that is there's a discussion behind that we didn't really go into, but we just wanted to say, yes, that is official published dates on Disney's website for those, but that doesn't necessarily mean we think there's a big popular 
push toward this electrical light parade for sure that it might last longer. And and while Summer Natastic is kind of a package deal with a bunch of stuff, we just figured that this parade is something easy that can stick around long because basically it was in California at Disneyland and they moved it over to Disney World to make kind of to make crowd control room for the I world of color them, and everything. To give them something so. on top of uh, the fact that Fantasyland, I mean, you're missing a lot of stuff there right now. Yes. And and, so. and don't forget Harry Potter. That's it's right. big competition. And yeah. so and they so wanted to keep in your I'm face sure they wanted to do this. So well, anyway, <laughs> anyway, Harry Potter is still going to be there even <laughs> after I'm going to go into done, so. and around kind of the Harry Potter thing and how well, I'll just go into it later. So anyway, I, um, I wanted to say that. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Next, I just want to say about this, too. Uh, a lot of people may have questions here, so we're going to jump through some of those. Is this a free event, Summer Night Tastic and, uh, and uh, Main Street Electrical Parade? Yes. yes. It is a free event. Okay, and uh, what park is it held in? Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom, yes. Right, and so, and, then, and I didn't really put anything down here, per se, that anybody had given, but uh, I put uh, tips for the best way to see these things mm -hmm. usually it is get there early if you really want you know to what i want to back up because we missed one point while okay. yes summer night tastic is in the magic kingdom and it's the fireworks show and in the electrical light parade there are additions going on over in hollywood studios like the yes that's what i there's, thought but. there's different stuff going on with the tower of terror where it's an altered it's not yeah, a normally programmed ride i mean it never yeah. has what been but it, they're doing instead some of a random drop you get the same drop every time this is is it? That's what I heard, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, and then, and then I heard somewhere along the line they might add fireworks onto the Right, and right now the there's hotel. like green lighting and stuff like that that they've put into the okay. shaft. And so anyway, it's a little different all around the parks there, but just right. generally. Go ahead. Okay. Keep going. Okay, so we got that. Um, as far as that, uh, well, we gave a little bit of descriptions on uh, what those are. Some are fantastic. I have not really, per se, gone and looked. Uh, it's a fireworks show. It's stuff like that. I think a lot of different things going on all mm -hmm. over the place but uh, as far as the fireworks and stuff like that from what I've heard the reviews have been really good people said it's incredible mm -hmm. so it sounds like something that would be uh, probably pretty cool to see the uh, electrical what is it uh, electrical parade Main Street electrical parade I don't know if anybody was around in the 70s and 80s it was there I've heard audio of it it sounds a lot like it did when I was there 70s 80s mm -hmm. and uh, it's cool the music to it, all that stuff's great. It's updated now, and they've added some other things into it. But all in all, it still looks looks and sounds like mm -hmm. the original parade. I think we talked about this before on another yeah, show. Yeah, so I don't want to go into it uh, a Yeah, lot. I was just, what's, what was your question that you asked before I interrupted you? It was something about the best viewing place oh, or something like that? just basically, yeah. yeah, for the best way to see, like the parade. Okay. And it's basically, you, you get on Main Street, but you're going to have to get out there pretty early. Let's throw in the tip, too, that if you don't want to see it, and you happen to be stuck on Main Street. We've said this before many yeah. times, but we'll put it in there again. You can cut between all the shops. They're mm -hmm. all kind of hooked together, and it'll get you around instead of trying to walk through all the people that are out crowded onto the sidewalks. I think of that because I, tr I ran into that with a wheelchair mm -hmm. and was not versed at that time into the fact that all the shops are connected. And so I had to cut through all those people with the wheelchair, and that was a nightmare. It's probably best to take the left side of Main Street if you're facing the castle because... That one actually is a continuous line of shops. The, the right one, there is a little break because there's a kind of like a cutoff. But anyway, uh, of course, if you want to if you want to go to Tomorrowland, you probably want to take the right shops yeah, to go that, that way. My, uh, if you want to go to Adventureland, you probably want to take the left shops yeah. because it, cutting across that big crowd, yeah, that's yeah. a little chaotic at it times. It's a nightmare. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't have anything else that I want to say on that. Do you have anything else? You nope. Go I'm good. That? We can move okay. on. We're gonna jump out to the West Coast. Okay. Now and let's talk about the world of color. Uh, obviously, as we kind of said there in the beginning, but in case you did not catch it, it began on June the 11th, which was just for us, just yesterday. Um, that was actually it was a that was a premiere show. I don't know if that was a premiere for the absolute public. I think it was more for press and well, stuff like that to see. I'm fairly certain it was because okay. once again, I am going to push this. Disney's blog is amazing. They have a, all yeah. this inside info, and there's a lot more I want to talk about with that in a second. But anyway, they published that the World of Color was a, an amazing opening, oh. and everyone loved it. So, Okay, uh, I about, just threw down yeah. some questions again here. Is it a temporary attraction? No way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this thing has 1,200 fountains in it. It does not use fireworks. It uses uh, fountains and lights and fire. Mm -hmm. um, I said because I kind of looked at video on each one. It was a good mixture of illuminations with uh, probably like Bravissimo, which is in Tokyo Disney Sea. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I think it's a good mix between those two. What park is it in? It's in Disney's California Adventure. Now, I heard something, too, that they changed the name to that. It's Now it's like, uh, I, you know what? I don't want to say because I can't remember right hmm. offhand. But it's like... I didn't see that. California Adventure did... Disney California Adventure of something, and I don't know. It was long and drawn out, but I thought, okay, whatever. I don't know what that is, so yeah. we'll yeah, get I don't official. Know. I don't we'll know. get official so, release yeah, on we'll that. We'll get that at some point. Uh, is it a paid event? Okay, I will just kind of read through some of this because there's a lot of stuff to try to do. Well, the general answer is no. No, but because yes, it's a firework. Because yeah. it's a fireworks show, just like Fantasmic and all those. Okay, it says but. Disney's World of Color show uses Disney's Fast Pass as the only method of getting tickets for entering the Paradise uh, Park viewing area, unless you have gotten reserved seating vouchers through a World of Color dining package at select Disney California Adventure table service uh, dining locations, uh, or a World of Color picnic package. These are all things. The Fast Passes are uh, available at the Grizzly River Run Fast Pass machines at uh, Park Opening. I heard, too, that was only going to be temporary. They were going to probably put in their own Fast Pass machines at some point. Okay. If you want to do the dinner packages, here they are. The dinner packages cost $36 per person at Ariel's Grotto and $40 per person at the Wine Country Trattoria. Uh, they include... A group appetizer, entree, dessert, and a voucher for a premium viewing, which would be, I think this would be worth it. I would, after seeing it, yeah, I would do this. Well, uh, now you can also get a simpler, and this is the takeoff thing from what they did in Animal Kingdom when Connor and I were there. You can do a simpler picnic package is available online as well as of uh, day of. You can get it, you know, when you arrive at the park. It includes a $16 per person meals and a reusable tote bag, which is exactly. Remember the picnic in the park that they mm -hmm. did in uh, Animal Kingdom when I was there? Uh, so you can also see the show without a reserved spot. There is ample space all around the perimeter of Paradise Bay that provides great views of the show. I can probably agree with that. This is one, honestly, you, you got to see this online. Um, the closer you get, I would think, when we talk immersion, this is immersion. Yeah, insane immersion. Anyway, uh, let's see. I already did that. As far as water, what I want to pipe in here while you're okay, looking. Go ahead. I just wanted to say that the reserve seating. I'm not sure it's definitely going to be the prime time viewing. The it may be, but 
what they did in Fantasmic and Disney World for us when we had the little dinner package was on the right side of the stage and area, the seating area, that's where we had our reserved seating and no one else could go there unless you had the special permit thing that said, here's where you went. That didn't give us front row seats across the whole thing. In other words, if people were there and they got there early enough, they got to the front row, so they had prime viewing without having to pay this additional. The difference for us in Disney World was the fact that we didn't have to wait in line to get into this area. We just walked right in, our seating was right there, ready to go, and there we were. So I've, from what I've heard, we've never done the other way, but the other way is you're just packed in like sardines, wait until the gates open, and then when the gates open, it's a free-for-all for the seats. So that's what I think this dinner package is trying yeah. to keep you away from, plus the fact that you are not guaranteed a seat to this world of color. And I think you might be talking about that yeah. next. Well, yeah. Or you will well, be yeah, soon. Yes and no. I mean, if you want good seating, obviously you can get viewing anywhere. But if you want it blocked and stuff by certain things, you're going to miss parts of the show. Well, what I... That's, I think, really, when they say premiere seating, I get, it's going to get you to where you're mm -hmm. close. You can see everything that's going on. I guess you don't like understand what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, didn't you tell me, we were talking about this in one of the drives to work, uh, how you have to get a ticket to get into this place. That's that, the fast pass. That's yep. the fast pass thing. Yep. And if you don't get one... And you could see it from somewhere back, oh. back far away. You okay. Could see it, cause, well, I mean, so some there is room look regardless. Like, but, okay. okay, it would be like looking at um, uh, illuminations from the backside of, like, uh, Spaceship like, Earth. You can see stuff that goes clear into the air. Well, yeah. But okay. all in all, yeah, most of the show you're missing. You're I not understand. hearing the music. And so that's what, I mean, that's what a lot of people are going to want to. They're going to want to see it. I wanted to make that clear because that was confusing to me when you were yeah. talking about that. So they can see it. There we go. Yeah. Okay. No. I'm just going to go into a little more description here. As I said before, uh, it has 1,200. This is straight from Disney. This uh, show has more than 1,200 fountains. Uh, it includes lasers, lights, and fire with high-definition projections on missed screens. Once again, this is it's kind of neat because as I watched this thing, I thought, oh, all these different things they've worked on at smaller scales. Mm -hmm. They're kind of piecing it all together. So you, you do see a method to kind of what they've been doing over the last few years, even down to the picnic meals in Animal Kingdom. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, it says it is similar similar to the ones, the missed screens that are used in Fantasmic at Disneyland and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, that's quite a bit of the stuff that I really wanted to give on it other than saying you want and I'm gonna give kudos out to the guy there's a website out here called into the magic inside inside <laughs> inside the magic he uh, actually filmed it you could probably see it on his site uh, inside the magic.net or you can go to if you just YouTube and you look up world of color June 11th you'll see it come up it's a 27 minute show Honestly, uh, a lot of times when I see some, something on YouTube, I always think, well, you can't really capture what this thing is about, uh, but the video is kind of good. This blew me away. And if it's this good watching it over YouTube, I just sat back and thought to see this in person would have to be. There were just times when I thought, "Am I? what the heck? Am I really still watching water? <laughs> and, and then it looked like fireworks sometimes, but you knew it wasn't fireworks. And mm -hmm. It's just, it blew me away. Cool. So, yeah, I'm really proud of Disney. Uh, that's what I was going to say, too. Now, I'm going to jump clear back to when we talked about Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought, and I've said it on some past shows here that I thought Disney was slipping in some ways. And then I watched this, and I thought, holy cow, man, they've won-upped a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And when, when Universal is just now getting ready to, you know, set out to start making immersive experiences in a ride, 
Well, Disney's done that since, you know, the 60s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Mm-hmm. And so now it was almost like this world of color is an attraction, it's a ride, but you have, you know, hundreds to thousands of people sitting around watching it all at one time. So go, you know, it's, I can sit here and try to describe it, but you really just have to go, you have to watch it online. And yeah. And then, you know what, book the trip, man. Yeah, go to, go, go to California. That's what I mean by that, too. I, I want people to know about this because if you see it and now you've already booked to Walt Disney World, you might think, man, I would really like to have gone and checked this out. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Something I want to jump in there. I forgot until you started talking about it so much about the fountains in the world of color. Did you realize that they contracted out with this French designer to do the fountains? And the guy who did the World of Color is also the guy who did the Bellagio in Las oh, Vegas. Oh, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the they Bellagio have like a thousand is, fountains there or something. It's I don't lot. remember how many, but the Bellagio, shoot, it's old compared yeah. to this new fountain yeah, thing. And so you can imagine the technology that's added into the... Of course, Disney's, it's brand new, so yeah. they're up in it, plus in it, or so to speak. Which is good. For, so. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, I just... I'm blown away. So. Yeah. Okay. I, right. Do you want any more? Nope. On your I guess list? That's, that's that's all you got. I have to say. Yeah. Okay. A couple other things, as I mentioned, don't forget to check out Disney's blog. It's just an amazing thing to give more information. And I found that they release so many things now. If you don't check within the next couple of days, the old stuff actually just gets bumped down so far. You kind of miss out on things. Um, some of the things that they wanted, they just did discuss, and you can check it out on their blog. Um, is the fact that there was a press release for all the new Disney Disneyland things that are coming out. There were some updates about the Star Wars 2.0 thing, so to speak, that's coming out. It's going to be open, in, of course, in Disneyland as well as Disney World, but this was specifically mentioning the things coming to Disneyland. Um, also, the Ariel's Grotto ride, they talked a little bit more, more about that. And, of course, the World of Color kind of was along those press release lines. So don't... Check they that out. Pictures it's on there you. too of Cars Land. I did see that. Yes. Route 66 mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well, they also yeah, show. Intriguing. There's also a screenshot of the the little uh, croissant ride in uh, Star Tours. There's okay. a screenshot that shows you You're what right. they're going to yes. show. I do remember. Seeing okay, that. Yeah. so there you go. Um, also, some other things that have been announced as far as they did do a little bit more updates with Disney World in the new La, Quina, La, La Cantina. The Mexican pavilion, how okay. it's getting its food up, update. The one that they have sets some on the uh, on the on water. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The little f- quick service. Basically, they said it's going to open at about 11 a.m. and then at 4 p.m. the real restaurant is going to open up for uh, for dinner. So basically, it's going to be like a two-part so restaurant. So how can you squeak out from 4 p.m. until what nine or 9:30 so well, you can see illumination? Yeah, so anyway. you just go in later, I yeah. guess. Everybody do, yeah. Uh-huh. But of course, it's a, I think it's a 400 seat place now so that's a lot more viewing than it used to be but anyway they had some menus and some different stuff on the blog that i thought was pretty cool that hey here's an update and again it's uh, supposed to be opening in the fall hopefully it is opening around the food and wine festival and uh, so we can get some updates especially because i haven't been confirmed yet i'm still figuring my details out but doug is going to be down there i wonder too i wonder if they're going to add more sound there for eliminations since it's going to be 400 seats you would think they might add more sound around that. I don't know. Thing. It's pretty good where I was when I was yeah. there, so it's yeah. probably fine. Okay. You just aren't used to it because you've never – well, you don't even know. You weren't even there no. when you were there. Not so. in that area. You're I right. know there's a big subwoofer No, I went the other way you. and screamed all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So, okay. Other than that, that's pretty much all I had as far as the Disney news, and we've pretty much covered a ton of stuff. And Do you have we Pam's have, number? 
there. Yes, we I do. Give that to them to kind if, of wrap this segment yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. If you want to book a vacation, we've said this many times, well, the past couple of weeks since we've been working with her, but Pam at Thompson Travel can book you a vacation or give you some free quotes if you are interested in Disneyland, Disney World, or any other things. In fact, Disney Cruises, regular cruises, regular trips, regular Universal trips, Harry Potter stuff, whatever. She can do it all. 1 800 522 3073 or go to our webpage and click on the Book It tab, and that gives you more information to contact us. All right, so that's about it for this segment. We'll break here in a second and come back with uh, more stuff from Disney World. Have you seen our latest pictures at Flickr? Well, you can. Just go to our website, click on the Photos tab, and it'll take you from there. Or you can go to flickr.com slash photos slash theseamazingplaces. Hey, why don't you drop us a line at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about Fantasyland first before we head into the actual Snow White attraction. And the main reason we're talking about Fantasyland is because, well, let's face it, there are construction walls up right now, and you can't exactly get to all the areas that you used to be able to before the construction walls came up. But we had, so we've spoken about that uh, a little while ago on a, a podcast. While, but it's always changing, and so I always mm-hmm. feel like... We need to kind of continue to talk about it. Well, there's one main question I want to talk about, and that's as far as travel is concerned. It definitely relates to our show in yep. that realm. So anyway, go through your list, Doug, okay. if you want to well, start I'll, there. Okay, I'm just going to jump in here. What attractions remain open in Fantasyland? I've got, actually, a bunch of stuff here. i just got to jump to it. Go ahead. And I, what I'm going to do while we go through this is I'll go ahead and, and uh, also announce the ones that will be, uh, that will be opening and what dates and stuff like that. So we're just going to jump through them all instead of trying to kind of jump around and describe this one and that one. Okay, uh, Snow White Scary Adventures, which we'll be doing here in just a little bit, is open and will remain open. Uh, Snow Snow White Grotto, that basically it says nothing here about shutting down. Dumbo's Flying Circus will be relocating and reopening in 2012. I'm not sure if it's shut down yet or not. I haven't Last heard that. I heard it, no. Uh, yeah, I have to say not yet, but... Okay, Cinderella Castle. Of course, they won't be moving or shutting it yeah. down, but it, it is there. Uh, Prince Charming Regal Carousel. That has just been changed. It used to be... A pr- uh, no, that's what it is. Okay. Oh, yeah. It yep, used they to be... just changed it to, from Cinderella's. It used to be Cinderella's carousel Golden or... Carousel. Okay. There now we go. it's Prince Charming's, so yeah. that's interesting. Okay. Uh, Cinderella's Chateau will be opening in 2012. Uh, I think that's, that's going to be a I'm lot assuming of that's food. Stuff. I'm not sure. Oh, could be. Yeah. Uh, Mad Tea Party, which is just the teacups, basically. You spin around, make yourself sick. So they are closing it? Uh, no. No. All these oh. things that I mentioned will Ours. be open. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Peter Pan's Flight, they can never close it, so it will remain open. And, cool. Uh, there are no changes. Sleeping Beauty's Cottage, opening in 2012. Um, That's new. Right. Uh, the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh will remain open. Uh, the Little Mermaid, Ariel's Adventure. This is the big this thing is that everybody's talking new about. One. Mm-hmm. And that will open in 2012. Storytime with Belle. Don't really know a whole lot about that. I do. It's do? just a little off-the-beaten-path kind of place where Belle tells stories. and Okay. It's a, it's just a little amphitheater thing. Okay. All right. The Beast Castle. This is from Beauty and the Beast. It will open in 2012. Pixie Hollow uh, opening in 2013. Mm-hmm. They have a Pixie Hollow, I believe, too, in Disneyland. But I shouldn't have said that because <laughs> I'm not sure. But I'm almost sure mm-hmm. that I've heard somebody describe that it's there. Mickey's Magic will remain open, and it's a small world. 
will remain open. Uh, let's see here. I guess if you want, that goes through the attractions. I also threw in here some stuff like restaurants that are in that area. We could go through those, shopping. Do we want to go through that stuff or you just I don't nah. think we're just gonna try to deal with attractions here. So so that people get a good good idea of what, what will be remaining open, what will be changing, stuff like that. I so if I were to summarize what you just said, most of what's there is not gonna be doing anything. It's gonna stay the same. The right. only thing that's gonna be different is Dumbo's Dumbo. ride is gonna close down because right. that's gonna be a big feature for the new land and everything that is gonna be coming in will be all new so that you're going to find out. However, there's one thing we didn't say, and that is the fact that Mickey's Toontown is going to be closed down. So it will be completely gone. So obviously all those attractions, which are not considered Fantasyland right now, will eventually be gone. I mean, so so we say all this to to say this. Mickey's Toontown is closed at this point. So you're, I mean, you've lost a large part of the park when it comes to that. And I, don't I know, th- I know, for us... It's relative, yeah. really, when you say that, because you say large part of the park. I don't consider Mickey's Toontown a lot of places that had a lot of attractions. No, I know. I know there are, it's different for every age, which is fine, but at the same time, there's not really what you considered attractions if you were to look at an attraction list. There's not a whole lot over there anyway. Um, so, is it? so yeah, the barnstormer, so is isn't it? Goofy's barnstormer mm-hmm. is about the only attraction. Then if you call Donald's boat an attraction, yeah. but it's just kind of like a play area. But I don't want to say that. I don't want to downplay it because, yeah, if you've got kids that are interested in that kind of stuff, you know, there it well, is. And you got to remember, too. I mean, Fantasyland is the most popular land in all of the parks anywhere. And so, obviously... Well, it supposedly there are, is. There are, we don't well, know for statistically, sure. Statistically, I think I've heard the numbers. Well, and yeah, I know, we've heard numbers. How do you numbers, break down each land? But Disney and, doesn't publish that kind of right, stuff. So, right. yeah. so, and so, but I mean, if you're losing a large portion of that, mm-hmm. uh, then obviously it's a bunch of stuff. Then your kids are kind of out. Right. And so we kind of went I wa- into that. What do you want to say? I wanted to say, let's bring up the main question because this, in my right. mind, is a one good discussion point that could take us a long time to talk about. Okay. And I want to bring it up. So and you you thought of it. Let's just so say it. I give you credit. Go for Would it. Would your money be better spent waiting for Fantasyland to be finished before going? Now we're talking about really 2013. By the time everything's done, yes. So, so are you better to wait? Are you better to wait, or are you better to go now? And I have an opinion about it. Do you want me to do mine and yeah, you do yours? Hear. Okay. I had some thought and I had a discussion about this in my own head, and then talking with my wife about it. And this is what I feel. If you are one of those families that take a Disney trip about every four years, and this year happens to fall in the year that you're going to take your Disney trip, go ahead and take your Disney trip this year. But in four years, when you come back in 2014, you're going to have all this extra stuff added on to your experience, which is basically if you do have a trip to Disney every four years, you're going to find that there are additions every four years, pretty much. So I would say go ahead and do it. And do it if you were that kind of a family. If you're not and you don't take it that often, I would say it depends on your the makeup of your family. In four years, are your kids going to be the size that would be the Fantasyland type of kids? In other words, are they going to be between the ages of 5 and 10, maybe around that area? Maybe older than 10 might not get into Fantasyland as often, as much, and might not be as interested. So it might be something you'd have to decide for yourself because if your kids are 10 now, you know, four, four years from now, they're going to be 14. Yeah, they're almost driving. That's yeah. probably not a good age for Fantasyland. But at the same time, Fantasyland is a good place for all 
all ages, 8 to 80. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a good place to just go hang out and check out. Because I'm looking forward to the the new stuff, especially because it's got some new things involved with the queues and oh, the definitely. Dumbo and the, the whole castle stuff, how it's they're expanding the areas and what they've got in there. So why don't you tell me what you think, Doug? I would wait. You would wait? Yep. Okay. The reason why, and I'm not saying I would wait and do nothing. Um, right now, and this comes from Pam, our travel rep, that she said that in many instances right now, she can get you, even if you're living... Uh, somewhere up even around the mid Midwest and the East Coast, she can get you sometimes cheaper to Disneyland and into Disneyland, and you can do stuff there cheaper than what you can go to Florida. We mentioned Florida that right now, and before. so I would—that's what I would do. Okay. Honestly, at, at this point, if I had kids and everything, and I wanted to maybe experience something different, that's what I would do. I'd put them on a plane and head out there. Okay. Um, and I, the only reason why. Because they have a lot of stuff opening, too. Cars Land, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to open about the same time. And we've discussed that in other episodes. But if you haven't been there before, it's a whole new park. Yeah. And so there's a lot it's of stuff true. to see. Uh, yeah. And so I'll jump back to World of Color. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You, uh, you yeah, got when, sold from that. Well, so. I, yeah, I would go. I would mm-hmm. go just to see that at this point. I think your kids will be mesmerized. I watched kind of, if you see the, the film footage that I'm talking about, um, people's heads standing and they were frozen people were just frozen staring at this and so yeah it's funny you could hey doug why don't i'll just you know step down you can talk about world of color the rest of the show if you want (laughs) i'm gonna start singing here in a minute you don't want that anyway that would be hilarious that would be an outtake for sure (laughs) that would be an edit point everybody i just want you to know that you'd never get to hear it Uh, adam would edit it out and leave it for the end of the show so anyway um but yeah, that's what I would do okay. at this point. Um, Good yeah, plan. I just, I think I, I'd head on over that direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, so th- you know, if you have any questions about that, or you want, I mean, you heard our take on it. But if you're trying to get prices for that, and you know, Disney doesn't book out past 2010 right now. They don't have 2011 prices out, so of course, prices are going to change as things happen. And who knows what the economy is going to be like in three years when Fantasyland opens? But I'm sure they're going to have some sort of special deal. And not to mention all the new things they've already announced, like the whole animation that's studio. That's what I was going to ask The you, Value yeah. Resort over there that's going to be opening. Yeah, It'll be open right. by then. See? There's, wait, wait. Wait, everybody. That's Doug's <laughs> answer. Wait. To, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I'm sorry, Disney. I hate to say that. And now your attendance, you know, because of my great power out here in the podcasting yeah. community. Yes. Now everybody will wait. and Their stock is plummeting as uh-huh. we speak. Yeah, anyway. well, there's the other half of the people that are going to go to see Harry Potter, and then yeah, that's true. After they go he- see Harry Potter, they'll jump over to the parks anyway because uh-huh. you're down there. And if you're like us, what, what are we like a thousand miles from Disney yeah. World? Um, you know, when you're down there, you want to visit a, some of the new stuff. You don't want to just right. Well, hit but one. We also want to hit it. Let's face it. You know what? I'll go clear back to Tower of Terror. I would have probably. I wouldn't have been all that excited about going on the ride. Theming and stuff, it's really cool. Oh. I never would have been all that excited about just hopping on the ride. But when I, and you can go back, everybody, and watch the video. When I filmed it, I literally got on the elevator and went through the entire ride and never looked out of the viewfinder yeah. and never thought the whole time. I was just, like, driven to get the, yeah. get the footage mm-hmm. and put something up. So, yep. yeah, that's how it would work, and that's probably what will happen when I go to Harry Potter. Yeah. It's all for you. <laughs> Speaking of which, Harry Potter is officially opening soon. So, yep. June 18th. June 18th. It's it's It'll be already been through. You won't be able to move. Yeah. Yep. It, you know, I've seen the YouTube videos where they're just walking through the queue, and it's like 20 minutes of walking through the queue, and all yeah. I can think about is 
when this is slammed, all these people are just going to be standing there. Uh, and, of course, they expect that. That's why the queue's so long. So, yeah. Anyway. And the butterbeer. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. I looked at it pouring out online. Uh-huh. And then I looked up a recipe online for it. There oh, are several, several butterbeer cool. recipes. So. Well, you'll have to check it out when you're down there. And yeah. We'll We'll report back about that. So, okay. So, other than that, there are several things I was thinking about um, as far as Fantasyland was concerned. If are you done with your? Yep, I'm list? done. Shoot. Okay. One thing that I want to say is keep in mind Fantasyland is built for small children and family families. Basically, one of the things that they are the reason they are. I mean, it's geared that way. There are no rides that have height restrictions in Fantasyland. So that tells you right there. Wow. This is a place that's geared towards those kinds of rides, which makes sense because if it's one of the more popular rides and Disney's for kids, of course. Um, also, I've noticed when I was looking around to just see things, I noticed there were a lot of little snack shops going on, you know, like shops and different things. So there is a lot to explore there, even though, I don't know, I don't think of Fantasyland as one of those places but to go kids. explore. So. And for little girls and stuff like that, you mm -hmm. know, they see those things and... Especially the little girls, and they want to dress like the princess thing. And yeah. They have all of those kind of shops and stuff around in there. Yeah, yeah. And other than that, there's one little secret hidden items. We don't like to talk about this a lot, and there's different things I'd like to talk about in Animal Kingdom more than Fantasyland. But I, uh, I've read this on every other thing. If you look up hidden gems in Disney World or whatever, of course, hidden Mickeys are all over the place, and they're all over. They're in Snow White, the ride, and they're all over. There's one little place in... Uh, in the, the back behind the castle, as you go through the castle and you turn left, there's like a uh, fountain there with Cinderella. Yeah, I know well, what you're talking about. Well, in the back behind her, there's actually a crown that's kind of, uh, you know, embedded into the stone. Well, if you crouch down to the right angle, the crown actually looks like it's on her head. And the Imagineers put it like that on purpose because it's like crowning Cinderella, you know. And so, and of course, it's the same size. It's, it's angled at that way so kids could see it. And adults, of course, have no clue. But anyway, I just thought I'd put that in there because it is in the Imagineering Guide to Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom. And uh, there are a lot more things within that guide, which I highly recommend. It's only 10 bucks. And uh, anyway, they have guides for other ones. And I just found out Hollywood Studios is not released yet. It has not released until December. So anyway, if you're interested in those books, something I am. And I've been reading through the Animal Kingdom one. Yeah, they're great. And we will definitely talk stuff. a lot about more Animal Kingdom later. Okay. Uh... Let's just take a short break here. I feel like yeah. we've talked a lot. Before we head on to Before our we feature head on. attraction. Yes. All right. Have you called us lately? If not, you can call us at 641-715-3900, extension 53056, and tell us about the show. All right. So now that we've passed through Fantasyland with most of our talk and descriptions and future thoughts about it, Let's talk about Snow White Scary Adventures. And, Doug, you've got a list. Might as well go through the list. Okay, once again, I'm just going to do this, and we're going to try to do this standard each time. What park is it in? Magic Kingdom. What land? Fantasyland. Fast Pass? No. No. I know. I'm just waiting. I was That's asking okay. you that. <laughs> you didn't uh, know. Okay, yeah. wait times. And basically what it said there was you rarely will have to wait. Because it's just not a real. I have some comments about attraction. that, but you will. Uh, yes. You do? Okay. You want me to uh, do it now, or? Yeah, go ahead. All right. This is my comments. Uh, the ride itself is not an Omni Movie ride, so you're not getting on this constant conveyor belt of ride attractions like you are with Peter Pan. Because of that, now it is a constant moving ride, but the problem is you got to the car comes up, you get into it, 
it stops, you know, people get out, you get in, and then it goes. And the, the number of car, ride cars is not as many as what's in Peter Pan. So because of that, it does take a little bit longer for you to actually wait in line. Then, I mean, Peter Pan's always a long wait because it's so popular. But in reality, if there's only like, I don't know, there's it's probably you're probably going to wait about 15 minutes just because that's like an average time, even if it's not very busy. And now if there's no one in line, of course you're going to jump right on. But when we were there, it was extra magic hours. It was like 1 a.m. and we're standing there for and 15 minutes. Were, really? Yeah. Wow. And it wasn't okay. that many people. It's just because the ride cars actually, they come in and they're on their little motorized things by themselves. And so it's not a conveyor belt. It's not this constant moving con- thing. That, right. And so anyway, that's my comments about okay. that. So. Uh, ride duration is 2 minutes and 25 seconds. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to tell that from the audio clip that we have. Mm-hmm. It's uh, pretty quick. Uh, I think that I got this off of Disney's site, but it could have maybe not been. It might have been off like Wikipedia or something. Where they said basically this ride was uh, pretty scary for kids. Uh-huh. And do you think... I mean, I, I, would, I looked yeah. at some video and stuff of it, and it looked kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Let me say that I think it is. And it is only because it's just got that dark little laughing witch part. In fact, I may not... Uh, if you listen to the when you listen to the audio when we play it, you'll hear us kind of mocking the the laughing uh, witch or whatever she is. Um, and so yes, we are mocking it, but of course we're grown adults, and so it's not as scary to us. But yeah, I, if I know when I go into the Bugs Life in the Animal Kingdom and there's kids just freaking out when those bugs come <laughs> down, exactly right, then I man. think that they're yeah. gonna be scared of this ride. Yeah. And it's not that bad per se because it's not like 3D coming at you from a, above, but there is like this sense of She's pushing the rock off the edge on you, and you're almost hit by you know that. What? Let me read through like what that. they put here, and then this will give them a description as to what's going on when they hear the audio. It says, The fear factor kicks in from the start when you see Snow White's stepmother become the Wicked Witch. That means your little one may very well keep his or eyes, uh, her eyes jammed shut for the rest of the ride. You go through the dark and spooky woods. You see the dwarfs and their cottage. The witch gets uh, what's coming to her, and in the end, Snow White's uh, prince saves the day. And they say, too, it's fairly low-tech ride, mm-hmm. of course, because it was built in 71. Yeah, it is low-tech, but um, I don't I don't want to say it's not a fun ride. Peter Pan's low-tech, and it rocks. That's it's a great true. ride. It's true. So. This is a very basic ride. I would say, let me describe it while it's just a little bit, because I don't want to keep dragging this on. But... Uh, the the fact that the a lot of the attraction is um, I don't know how to describe it 3D drawings so it's basically like the cartoon it's like the rich colors that you would see in a rich cartoon but it's like cardboard sometimes like you might see cardboard pictures and then they're painted but they're really nice looking there's also some animatronics involved and so you get that three dimensional and then there's also some different moving parts like um, one of the coolest things is right when you walk go th- right through the front doors of the attraction it actually opens the doors and it's dark the uh, magic mirror yes, and yes, she's okay. got a right. face and that's kind of cool because it's almost like a digital display of her but so that's something that adds to the attraction yeah. there's also some black light scenes that are very similar to what you see in uh, Peter Pan um, so it is very similar to that but at the same time low tech but it's really it's done well and it's done in a way that it's like oh this reminds me of the cartoon and you know the movie and all that of course Snow White was one of the first movies that Disney ever put out. And yeah, that's what it was, uh, made most of his money, I think, to begin building the yeah. parks. Mm-hmm. So, or everything, to begin yeah. doing everything. Yeah, is, you're uh, right. So anyway, um, yeah, 
Do you have any more? Nope. Nothing on that? That is it. Okay. Um, I'm just looking here. One of the things I wanted to say earlier when we were talking about ride duration and all that stuff, one of the reasons that uh, the ride doesn't have an Omnimover ride is because the cars are actually, they have dwarf names on them. So there's only seven dwarves. I don't know if there's only seven cars, but in fact, it would make sense that there would be only seven cars if that were the case. Kinda, they, could, uh, they could repeat the uh, seven cars I guess over they and over. Could, you wouldn't I, know it, I mean. I'm not sure that there actually is, which makes sense. A car holds about four people. It's got two rows, a front and a back row. Um, it's carved to look like it's carved out of wood, which is cool. And it almost looks at one one person's interpretation was that it was the dwarves' beds that you're riding yeah, in. Yeah, that's what so, I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. And so it's kind of neat, and it's, of course, got their names on it, so you can tell which car you actually get in. And that's another reason why I think the, y, the wait line is a little bit longer, just because, you know, there's only seven cars going. There's not this continuous movement of Omnimover things going through, like many of their other attractions. Um, the other thing I would say is a, 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 a tad bit rough, like on your back. Like if you have bad back, it kind of jerk you, jerks your left and right a little bit here and there. It's a real... It's a slow, dark ride, and it's old, but, uh, I mean, it's still uh, it's still a good ride for kids, and if you can get the scare factor, at least warn them ahead of time. I mean, you, obviously, you are the parent. You can gauge your kids on that, but other than that, that's all I want to say about this. Of course, many of you may not even have ridden it because you're just figured out oh, it's just a kid's ride. I encourage you to at least try it out once. It's pretty cool to to check it out and uh, do, do, you know, just go go ride it, so... All right, so it seems like uh, Doug's mic is not working very well. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, okay, so I guess we're ready to play the uh, the audio. Okay, have fun on this two-and-a-half-minute ride. Yeah. (laughs) Alas, Snow White is the fairest one of all. Let's go! Now. 
All right. That Hope was quick. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick because we didn't even listen to it. We just edited right, right there. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, it's a fun little attraction. Go check it out. Have fun in Fantasyland while the construction walls are up. There are uh, artist renderings up right now that you can see of the new construction, which I'm... I'm cool for adults, not so exciting for kids. That's true. Yeah. I'm encouraged that Disney is actually putting things out so you know what's coming. Because a lot of times you put construction walls up and you don't it's even know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, right. So this is kind of cool. No, they've course. actually been pretty out there about mm-hmm. every bit of this. And same. Obviously, they're releasing renderings. They're, they're learning now how to do PR, mm-hmm. I think, in today's age. It's changed a lot. So It is. So, okay. Well, hey, thanks so much, everyone, for listening to the show. And... If you have any comments, again, that's why we put those little blurbs in between our stuff, podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. And you can always check out our website. The Mouse Moment is our Disney one, and theseamazingplaces.com is, our, of course, our main one. Other than that, I hope you're having fun. It's the middle of June. We're getting warm here, and it's probably getting warm everywhere else except for the Southern Hemisphere. I forgot to talk about that. You know, the, South Africa's got the World Cup going on right now, and yeah. they're headed yeah. towards fall. So, <laughs> yeah. Or yep. actually, they're in fall. I head, head toward winter. But anyway. It's a good time then to play soccer. I yeah. Guess. That's a great, good yeah. planning there on if their If there part. is a good time to play soccer. But <laughs> <laughs> great. Now I've alienated all the soccer fans. Yeah. No. Doug no, doesn't like cool. soccer. I guess. I, yeah. I'm not a sports fan at all. Well, so it's, it's no big it's deal. It's true. It's true. I, I played like nine years of it when I was a kid. Oh, so. Yeah. Yep, you've grown up through that age. Yeah. I came up through with, like, the Bad News Bears type of baseball. Oh, so, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Everybody knows if you've seen that movie uh-huh. what I'm talking about, and it was pretty much like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sandlot and Bad, Bad News Bears. That's funny. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Let me leave you with one thing. Go for it. World of color. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, what are you going to say? Oh. See ya. See ya. I like to travel. I like to drive. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2010. Thanks for listening. We're stuck. Picture of you. That's some pictures of you.